system and the armor of God. So we're clothed every day to start into a world, into a battle, whatever you have facing you, knowing that you're not alone. That is one of the most important things we have to know. We aren't alone. He's beside us. He's with us. He's for us. He's fighting, interceding on our behalf. Uh, God and Jesus, intercession on our behalf. Can you imagine how important we are that that would be happening? That's pretty neat, isn't it? He, he knows everything. He can be everywhere at all times and know everything. And, you know, we make, oh, my husband helped me with this a, a week or so ago, two weeks ago. We can get distracted, but guess what? We matter so much to our God, to our loving Father. He doesn't get distracted. He can focus on us every minute of the day. And I really believe that because if his eyes are on the sparrow, he's watching over us and he is knowing. So we don't have to be that worried and anxious. And that's the hard part to avoid in all this of the stress that, you know, we don't want to go, we want to look up and get the help we need and stay focused and just stay steady because these are all distractions just to blow us around and get us off base to think, "Uh uh-oh, what about this? What about that? No. (laughs) God says, and he's with us. And he's going to take us to the other side because he will. He's faithful. That's good. Thank you. Amen. Now Thank I, you. Now I know why I didn't have a sense of what to do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Here, you can take this with you. Thank you. It was good. She said some things in there, a number of things. They're so important. But one of them really have to bear on what we're here to do. And I think we don't realize because we we see God as all-powerful, and He is. We see God as all-knowing, and He is. But we forget that the way God has set this up is He cannot do this alone. There are things God wants to do. This time, you hear me say this over and over again, and Anita just said it. And I've heard others say it. We are at such an amazing opportunity now because the world out there has not listened to the gospel in many cases because they don't know why they need it. And now many of the things that they believed in, things that they're hoping for, are looking shaky now and they're going to look and turn to something that they can have confidence in. And so they need to see the church having confidence. They need to see the church bold. But this is an opportunity where a door is opening that God wants to move into because I believe that Jesus' return is not that far away. And the prophecies are very clear. Before that happens, there's going to be one last great outpouring of His Spirit to bring in the final harvest. But God can't do that alone. It takes 
people coming to him and calling upon him to do what he already wants to do. And that's hard for our minds to grasp because we think, well, God can do anything, so I don't need him to do, ask him to do things he already wants to do. But he's waiting. He's waiting. I walked in the door this, this evening and I was just, this question was rolling in my mind. Is anybody listening tonight going to be listening? And I felt the Lord said, I am. And then I realized that's really all that's important. So God has called us here. He's calling us wherever you are, in your home, watching this, not just now, but tomorrow morning, tomorrow night. Be sensitive. Be open. God is calling us to cry out to Him and to begin to pray. And it's not a hard thing to do. I think the reason that we struggle so much with it is where we think it's this big work. But I was thinking about this. It's just talking to your Father about what matters to you and what matters to Him. And when you're with a friend of yours or somebody that you care about and cares about you, we have no trouble talking for great lengths of time. We don't sit and look at our watch and say, well, that was about five or ten minutes. I don't know if I can keep this up. We keep talking and talking and talking. And what are we talking about? We're talking about things that are important to us or important to the person that we're talking to. And that's really all that prayer is. And I think because we think God is holy and God is so big and powerful, we can't approach Him that way. But the Bible says just the opposite. In, in Hebrews 10, 19, it says, Therefore, come, let us come boldly. That means openly, freely. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, come, let us come boldly and freely through a throne of grace. Let us come with a sincere heart, for the doorway is open to us to come. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We know, we have confidence that God is ready to hear what we're going to ask Him tonight. He's ready to hear and He's ready to act. The things that are going on in this world and what God has called the church to do, you and me and the church to do, can only happen if God's people begin to come to Him and pray. In the process, we'll find God will begin to deal with things in our life to correct things in our life because He wants to bring us to a place of holiness so that He can occupy us and move through us. But He also needs us to call upon Him. So what we're about to do is very important to God. Whether you're here tonight, and I'm so glad you are, or whether you're watching online tonight, please do not be a spectator. This will only have its true effectiveness. That's why we call these nights Unite in Prayer because it's to have the church to come together whether we're physically here or whether we're doing it online. And the wonderful thing about prayer is there's no distance in the Spirit. So wherever you are, in your living room, if you're in your car watching somehow, please don't be driving and watching. But if you're in a hotel somewhere, wherever you are, happen to have tuned this in, please come together and join us. What we're going to do is we're going to start out praying the Unite 714 prayer for this week. And then we're going to pray some very basic things that we pray each week that I pray every day. There are things God's told us to pray. Whoops. I'm sorry, Siri. Um, And we're going to then, I'm going to open it up to you to spend a little while praying for those things that are on your heart, whether it's your family, whether, but it has to be something that's on your heart. And then we'll come together, we'll come together at the end. So let's pray this prayer together and you can come together with me in agreement. This is Luke 11, 5 is the, is the scripture that's underneath it. And it's about persistence in prayer. And that's an important scripture right now because we've been at this for 
This prayer is, this is the 19th week. And so we need to be persistent when we're not seeing the results that we want. And Jesus said to them, Which of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Don't bother me, the door is shut, my children are in bed, I can't get up and give you anything. But I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he's his friend, yet because of his impudence, and that word means his boldness in coming, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and to the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his sons ask for a fish, will instead, will instead give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will instead he give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? G, uh, Matthew's version just says anything that we ask for. So let's agree in prayer, and I will pray this out loud, and if you will just come into agreement with me, if you're online and you have downloaded this, you can pray it with me. Lord, as your people, we've come to this midnight hour. It's an hour when a new day of your presence and power is dawning. Yet it's still too dark to be seen. We come before you both as your beloved people and your persistent people. We know that you will rise up and give us fresh bread for our hungering world. Although you refer to healing as your children's bread, we ask you today for your healing. We boldly ask you to eradicate COVID-19 and to heal the people battling this disease. Jesus, you said ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened. Today we go beyond merely asking. We also seek for the wisdom we need to serve as ambassadors of healing and reconciliation to a world broken by division and pain. Use us to bring reconciliation and healing to our fractured cities and nations through the message of the gospel and the power of your Holy Spirit. As our loving Heavenly Father, you promise to give us the Holy Spirit to those who ask you. Today we ask for those who do not know how to ask. In fact, We are knocking, even pounding on the gates of heaven for a fresh outpouring of your Spirit in the earth. We will not quit knocking. We will not quit until we hear from heaven and you have responded to our cry. The stark needs of our shattered nations drive us to you in desperation. You alone are the answer. Lord, we and the people of our worlds are in dire need. Please hear our desperate cry and send a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we continue to come to you tonight and pray for this situation, this pandemic. Father, we've come to you many weeks now from this pulpit and from other places, and we've called upon you to help our, those of us, those of our community and of our professions that are looking for a vaccine and looking for an answer. And Lord, there's so many questions that are still out there, and this may well be a a problem that's beyond the ability of man to solve. But we thank you, Father. We have great hope tonight, because we have a covenant relationship with a God who does the impossible, a God who specializes in the things that are beyond man's ability. And we continue to pray and ask you to give wisdom to those that are searching for a vaccine and for an answer. 
We continue to seek you and ask you to give wisdom and strength and guidance to those that are, that are taking care of those that are sick and those that are providing advice and decisions of the leaders of our government. We continue to ask you to do that. But Father, this is an opportunity when you can shine in a way that, you, that people have not been able to see you in this generation, to see an answer that comes from heaven, an answer that comes down from heaven, however you may choose to do that. For Father, I believe with all my heart that, that you have not caused this pandemic, but I believe with all my heart you have placed the church here for such a time as this, that we may show forth your healing power, that we may show forth how much you care and love and are concerned about the suffering people of this world. We come to you tonight, Father, and we pray that you would show forth yourself boldly and with power that is so clear that even the skeptics cannot deny that this was the hand of God that changed this situation. Father, your word in Acts chapter 4, when the people of your church, the, the early church, gathered together to pray because they were under pressure and persecution and they were being threatened by, the, by their government. We're now being threatened by this disease. We're being threatened by this virus to separate the church. We're being threatened, threatened by this virus to, be, to release a spirit of fear in the church. We're being threatened by this virus to say that what we've called to do cannot happen. And Father, they came together to pray when they were threatened. And that's why we've come together to pray. So, Father, we pray first of all, as they did, that in the midst of all these threats, in the midst of all this confusion, in the midst of all this pressure, you will give your church boldness, boldness to not bow its knee to the fear, boldness to not bow its knee to the threats, but the Spirit of God. It's not our boldness. It's not my boldness, because you choose people that are not bold in themselves, that it's your boldness in us that may shine forth, that you may get all the glory. Father, we pray for the leaders of the churches, the pastors and all the elders and those that are leading and guiding. We pray for all those leading your church around the world, that you would give us vision, clear vision for this time and what we are here to do. That you would help the people, Lord, come alongside and they would see and share the vision together, Father, and take our eyes off of the problems and the threats and the circumstances and to be caught up in the vision and the hour, Lord. You showed us out of Ezekiel a number of years ago a river of life flowing out of this place and bringing healing into the land. And I believe the time has come, Father, for that river to begin to flow from this place, flow through your people, flow through prayer, flow through the moving of the Holy Spirit, flow through a boldness that we're given, not in here, but out in the marketplace, not in here, but out in our jobs, not in here, but out in, this, in society, wherever we may go. A boldness to respond to the threats and the fears of people with the love of Christ, with the Word of God, and with the healing of the Gospel. Father, help us to see now. And Lord, if there's anything in our lives right now that are holding us back, anything that we're holding on to in our hearts that may keep your Spirit from moving fully through us, whether it's, whether it's unforgiveness or whether it's, it's some hidden sin that we're holding on to or whatever it may be, may the Holy Spirit of fire 
burn that from us and open our eyes to see these things and with the grace of God release them and to let them go. Father, bring revival first of all to your people. Pour your spirit out. We've been praying for this for years and the time has come, I believe, when this must happen. For we cannot do what you put us here to do unless the Spirit of God empowers us with vision, empowers us with boldness, and empowers us with the healing of the gospel. And so we pray, Father, for all the sister and brother churches of this area to come together with that vision, to catch the vision. And each one of us may have a different purpose, but that purpose is to see your will done in this time. We pray for the families in this church right now, Father, especially. We pray for those that are going through a difficult financial time right now. Some may have lost their jobs. Many may have lost their jobs because of the shutdown and the threat of further shutdowns. We thank you that you are the God of our... You are our source. Our jobs are not our source. You've just used those jobs. And you will be faithful to provide for your people, Father. We ask you to continue to encourage people to be obedient to your word, Lord. And this is not a time to hold back on our finances and our giving, but it's a time to open our hearts and to truly trust you, that you are our source, and so we can let go and allow the Spirit of God to to bless others through us so that we can be an open vessel to be filled up by your grace. Father, we pray tonight for people that are discouraged that are weary and well-doing, for this has gone on now for a number of months. We ask you to encourage them, Father. Encourage them by your Spirit. Encourage them by one another, Lord. And this is a time. Help us to realize how we need one another more than we've ever needed one another before. And we come to you, Father. And we ask you to do that. Father, at this time... This church, as well as others, are embarking in a time when there's other issues that are going on in our society that have been going on for years as we now face more and more in bold relief the divisions in our nation, racially, the divisions in our nation in many other ways. And Father, we begin by looking at this church and we see how you have brought together to worship, Father, people of different nationalities and different colors and different ages and different economic backgrounds and you have brought us here. But Father, we realize as we've gone forth in this time that there still are hurts, there still are divisions, there's still not a true coming together and a bearing of one another's burdens the way Christ has called us to live the royal law of Christ, the law of love, real love. And so we're asking the Holy Spirit tonight to begin to break down those divisions. Help us to have ears to hear one another. Hearts to be willing to open and not just understand, but embrace and bear the cause and the burden of one another. Father, whether it's the racial struggle that some have gone through, whether it's the economic struggle that some are going through, whatever that may be, that you would truly bring us together as one so that as we go forth from this place, Father, those around us and those that have contact will know that there's something different coming forth from here. And it's not to the glory of Faith Christian Center, because your word says this, you said to your church that the world is going to know that we are your disciples by the way we truly 
sacrificially and unconditionally love one another. Holy Spirit, may you do that work in our lives tonight in this place. We pray for those that are in leadership and authority over our government and that affect the lives of the people in this church and of this church. From the President on down to the leaders of Congress, from our Supreme Court, Father, we ask you to give them wisdom. Wisdom to make the decisions, Lord, regardless of their political party, regardless of their beliefs. Help them to recognize that the authority that they exercise has come from you and that they have a responsibility to you to exercise that authority in a godly manner, trusting in godly wisdom. And we thank you, Father, that you are able to turn the hearts of our leaders because your word says that as you can turn the hearts of a river, you can turn the heart of a king. And we're praying tonight that you would do that for our leaders, Father. We thank you for those that have stepped up to serve in government, for it's not an easy thing to do in this time. We pray specifically for the governors of Massachusetts and Rhode Island, that you would give them continued wisdom to know how to make the decisions that they need to make for the welfare of the people they're responsible for. And for that we give you thanks. Father, we pray for pastors in this area as they make decisions about opening the church and the decisions that they need to make about coming back together in other ways to navigate through the challenges of this time, that you would give them wisdom for their church, wisdom for the people that you have entrusted to them. And we thank you for that tonight, Father. Now, Father, we're going to take some time and we're just going to individually pray. And we're, we're, we're trusting you that the Spirit of God will lead and guide us together, Lord, to, to collectively tonight in this room and those that are praying online, that together we would cover that which you want covered tonight. And so we, we thank you for it. Now I'm just to encourage you, to we're going to take about five or ten minutes to just get up and you can wander around, you can get on your knees and, and just talk to God about whatever's on your heart whether it's about the issues that are in our society or pandemic. It may be about some of the things that we've talked about, we've prayed about tonight. It may be something that, that's just on your heart for your own life. But just begin to talk. This is your Father. He's waiting to hear from you. And, and He has answers for you. So don't be intimidated. He wants to hear from you. You don't have to worry how you say it. He already knows what you're going to say before you say it. So he, but He just wants you to come and to talk to Him. And, and then we'll come back in a moment, in a few moments, and then we'll, we'll, we'll close this out together. Father, we come to you tonight. I just feel impressed to come to you tonight on behalf of children, young adults, children, whether they're of whatever the age they are of of families in this church that have wandered away from you or have never really come to you. And and their parents in in this body of Christ here whose hearts are grieved and fearful because of the times we're in and that the end could come. And so, Father, we pray for those children. 
We come to you and plead on their behalf. They don't know how. They're not even open maybe to come to you right now. Your word says that it's Satan that blinds the eyes of those that don't believe. And so he's blinding their eyes and he's deceiving them with all kinds of things, even similar things that he deceived even within the garden. And he's alluring them into this world and he's maybe doing things through how they were raised to hurt them and, and tell them that this is not real. Father, you are able to get into their hearts. We as parents often talk to their minds. We as parents often try to reason with them or manipulate them. But only you can get into their hearts. Only you can get past the blinded eyes into their hearts and touch it with your love. And so we pray, Father, we call upon you through the Holy Spirit to do just that. He knows how to reach each and every one of those children, wherever they may be. He knows how to reach into their hearts and to touch just the right thing. In some cases, it may just be a word that they remember from growing up or in Sunday school. In some cases, an angel may need to appear to them. But whatever it takes, Father, we're calling upon you tonight to do that for each and every one of these children that none of them will be left out. We ask you to encourage those parents that may be discouraged to encourage them to start praying again and to never let up. We ask you to encourage grandparents that are praying to continue to pray and to not give up. We've read that tonight about how we need to be impudent and persistent in prayer because you do hear and answer the prayer. We don't often know why there's a delay because there's things going on in the spirit realm that we don't understand, but you just need us to continue to pray and to trust you. And so, Father, we'll hang on. We'll hang on to you and call you to remembrance of the promises that you've made to us in Isaiah 49, that you would save our sons and daughters, that you would deliver them from the strong man's grasp, and there'd come a day when they would ask, can we come back under the tent? Have you not said it? And shall you not bring it to pass? For you're not a man that you should lie nor the son of a man that you would change your mind. We call you to account for the promises that you've made to us, Father. And we are calling upon you to do that tonight and expecting it to be done. And Satan, we serve notice on you that what you've done before that's worked will no longer work because the power and the anointing of Almighty God will break through the strongholds that you have and cause you to release them and you will lose each one of these children, and they will not end up in your kingdom. And we declare and decree that to be so tonight, in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you. We're not moved by how hopeless it may look. We're not moved by how long this may be going on, because in your power, it can change in a moment. And that's what we're expecting to happen. For that and everything else, that we have brought to you tonight. We thank you, Father, because it's now in your hands and we are expecting to see it happen. 
And so we give you thanks in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I know something happened tonight, and you were part of that, so thank you. Never, never be a, a spectator at a service, especially if you're online. It's so tempting. I've heard people say, well, it's nice. I can, you know, sit here in my underwear and participate. You can may sit here in your underwear, but please participate. <laughs> Don't just watch so you say, I went to church. You are a vital part of what God wants to do here, especially in our prayer meetings, but any service that we have. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for coming. We're going to pray over the offering. We don't receive it here. You can give in the baskets as you leave or online. But whatever you've done, we want to pray over it so that, so that God is, so that we're expressing it to Him in the right spirit and we're asking Him to respond the way He's promised. So Father, we thank You as we have brought to You our tith- Your tithes and our offerings. We remind ourselves, Father, as we thank You that You are our source. So in these times when there's so, many uncer- so much uncertainty and so many things that would threaten in the natural our financial well-being, you are our source. And even for those that are without work right now, you're their source, Father. And so we thank you. So we bring the tithe into the storehouse. It's yours. We worship you with it. It's always been yours. You promise that if we do that, to test you and see if you will not open the windows of heaven, that you will pour out a blessing that we cannot contain, and others will look at us and call our lives delightful. So we thank you for that promise and we hold you to that promise. Beyond that, we bring to you our own offerings that we just choose to give above and beyond the tithe because it's the giving of others that has allowed our lives to be blessed, to be fed with the Word. And so we want to be a blessing so that others can receive that, not just here, but around the world as this church gives to missions around the world. So we thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name. One last thing before we close. You may be watching tonight online, or maybe you're here tonight, but I suspect that we'd be more likely watching online. And you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You may have been in church your whole life. That's what I was. I was even a deacon in the church I was in in my 30s. I was a leader in the church. I'd even preached a sermon. But, but if I had died at that moment, as a deacon in my church, having preached a sermon, knowing, knowing who Jesus is, knowing that He paid for the sins of the world, I would have split hell wide open because that's not what it takes. It takes more than that. Jesus paid for your sins on that cross 2,000 years ago. They've been paid for. But the one thing that's left that you have to do is it's up to you to ask that Jesus that paid for your sins to come into your life and receive Him as the one that paid for your sins and then take your life as it is right now and put it into His hands to be Lord over your life. If you've never done that before, I want to help you do that right now. If you're here or you're online. And here's what I want to do. I'm just going to lead you in a very simple prayer. Maybe you've done this before, but you've just wandered away from Him and you've just, you feel lost, and you just happen to tune in tonight, and, 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 and you're hearing this and realizing, I'm, I'm, I'm out there, I'm lost. It's time to come home. God's not angry at you. So you, you join us in this prayer, and then I'll give you a little bit of excitement. I'm going to ask those of you that are here tonight to join me also. Say this, Father, 
I come to you in the name of Jesus. You know everything I've ever done, everything I've ever said, everything I ever thought. For whatever did not please you, I repent of it. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. Make me clean in your sight. Jesus, I call upon you to come into my life as my Savior. And I take my life as it is right now and I put it into your hands to be Lord. Fill me with your Spirit that I may live strong for you for the rest of my life. Thank you for loving me that much. Amen. If you prayed that tonight with me for the first time or to recommit yourself, here's something I want you to do. If you're watching online, I want you to call our office tomorrow. Call our office after 8.